Happy New Year's Day, everybody. All the big holidays are happening on podcast release day. And so today, again, I am bringing to you an oldie but a goodie. But today you get to listen to the episode I did a few months ago with Kelly Gretler, all about seasonal books and her brand new book, who she hired a 12-year-old illustrator to do for her. And the book is gorgeous. It's a work of art. So enjoy my conversation with Kelly and enjoy 2020. Hey writers, this month, October 2019, I am bringing you children's authors who have tackled seasonal books, Halloween and Christmas to be more specific, so that you can learn from their experiences and decide if you want to try to tackle this type of book yourself. They also all have some great out-of-the-box marketing tips, which is really important when your book potentially only has a two or three month selling window. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any of these super informative episodes. Today, my guest is Kelly Gretler, who was actually one of my very first guests last year when I first started the Writer's Way podcast. She's a children's author from the US, and she has a series called What is a Season? fall, spring, winter, and summer. They are perfect books for teaching little kids about the seasons. But on top of that, she also has a Christmas book called The Marvelous Much Loved Christmas Tree. And she has a book that's perfect for Halloween called A Monstrous Bad Rap. Kelly is just a super real person and she doesn't hold anything back. I know you're going to love hearing about her experiences. So enjoy our conversation. Welcome to the Writer's Way podcast, where we celebrate writers who have completed their books and inspire writers who haven't. Join Lori and her guests as they talk about writing, books, and life in between chapters. Hello, writers. Welcome back to this episode of the Writer's Way podcast. Today, I have the fabulous Kelly Gretler, almost at our one-year anniversary, I think, of when you were on as one of my very first guests. So welcome. I think we are exactly at our one year. So thank you for having me back. I'm so honored to be here. You're welcome. Why don't we start with, for people who, of course, didn't see that first episode, um, a bit about your background and how you started writing books, and then we'll get into your seasonal books. Okay, well, my background is I'm a stay-at-home mom. My kids are teenagers now and about to fly the coop. Um, I've been married for 27 years, and I was, for a couple of years in there, a preschool teacher's aide, and working with the kids reminded me of how much I've always loved being a storyteller, and so after a couple of years of that, I decided to start writing down all the stories that I've always kind of written. I, I wrote some way back when my boys were babies and didn't do anything with them. And so I got up the, the gumption to figure out what to do with those. And that was exactly three years ago that I started working on my first book. And now I am about to publish my 10th. So wow, congrats. I know. I'm very excited. Um, and the one you're doing right now, you're redoing? Is that the one you're talking about? Well, I'm redoing my first. Underneath the mimosa tree was my first. And I kind of rushed that one with the illustrations. And I've always felt a little self-conscious about those. And so I found a beautiful illustrator. She lives in Pakistan, actually. And she re-illustrated it for me over the summer, I think it was. And I'll be putting that out in December around the anniversary of when I put it out three years ago. But my newest book, I'm just going to do a quick little plug so I have like five proof copies here because I keep having to reorder the proof. Oh, yeah. It's called God Always Hears. And I wrote this one in 
was it so my surgery was in November it was probably January of this this year that I wrote about kind of what I went through but from a child's perspective and it's about facing like hospitals and fear and the power of prayer and getting you through and this one I'm about to release on October 25th because it's the anniversary of of when all that journey began for me right but it's a year and I'm done and I'm so excited yes oh I love it this will be my 10th book okay and it's so different than the other ones it's so different I got I hired an illustrator named Solomia Kalinichenko she is she recently turned 12 and she lives in Ukraine and she's <laughs> incredibly let me see if I can do this she's 12 She's 12. She was 11 when I started. Let me zoom <laughs> did, in on her. She's this 11 year old. Uh, I know. I found her by accident. So uh -huh. here she is. She's gorgeous. And oh. she's, there's a little about the illustrator. I found her on Instagram. Actually, I was looking through Instagram because I'm addicted to my phone, like we all are. And sometimes I follow illustrators. And I, some, it looked like she drew me. There was this little painting of a girl, like a lady in a green dress with like pink flowers because I had just gone through breast cancer and it had like shamrocks and I was like, it had wavy, like reddish brown hair. And I was like, oh my gosh, this girl drew me. So I clicked on it and I started looking at her artwork and I was like drawn to her artwork. It was very angelic. So I reached out to her and I'm like, you know, I just wrote a book. Would you be interested in illustrating it? And she will tell you, and I put it in the, about the illustrator. She will tell you the night before I reached out to her, she was praying with her mom saying, mom, will I ever be an illustrator? And the very next, her mom said, I believe in you. And the very next morning, Kelly Grettler typing up on her Instagram, hey, would you be interested in illustrating my book? So she's like, God heard me. And so this is called God Always Hears. At the oh my time, God. it didn't even have a title yet. So yeah. the whole thing is just meant to be. And she's, I mean, look at these illustrations. She's way beyond her years with talent. They're just so gorgeous. Like paint? Does she do acrylic paint or watercolor? Or she, you know, I'm not even sure. I think she does acrylic. Uh -huh. They're just gorgeous. Wow. Okay. And, um, she, aww. Are you the first like book that she's done? I am her first book. She recently over in Ukraine drew like beautiful big paintings for a palliative care center over there. Oh, wow. So she's going to have a real successful career and I'm just blessed and lucky to have gotten you know, <laughs> yeah. a little bit of Solomia and I can't wait to see what she does with her life because she's, oh she's only 12. I know. That is an amazing story. I didn't realize that about her. I That's know. so just serendipitous, right? Like, it, oh, exactly. Oh, wow. Meant to be. Meant yeah. To be. Okay. So you have 10 books. How many of them are seasonal books? Okay. I have one, two, three, four. These are what's a season fall? What's a season winter? What's a season summer and what's a season spring? And I figured out how to make them a box set. So here oh, they are. Although, don't get too excited. The, the, it doesn't have a bottom, so I have to tie it. Like, I, I'm still new. I thought, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. It never works. How did, where did you go for that or how did you do that? What's it called? Me. I don't remember. I'll have to send you the link. It's some like boxy store thing. I haven't done it for about a year because I got so many sent to me that I just don't need more yet. Yeah. And honestly, because there's no bottom and they slide out, it's kind of a pain. Like I have them in a local store, but I have them tied cutely and yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not 
the verdict isn't in yet okay. on whether or not I recommend it. I sell oh. it as a set on the back, but and I think it's really it, better. Do you sell them as a set on your website? No, I don't really sell on my website. Okay. Yet. I think I sell them on Etsy as a set. They're not really, people aren't really jumping to get the set. They, they tend to just go whatever season we're in. You know, I'll put them in local shops. Like right now we're in the fall, so I'm noticing my fall books are starting to take off. But as a set, people aren't as interested in the set yet for whatever reason. But then again, like we talked about, I don't know if I'm pushing it as much. I don't Right. And really you've had a different kind of a year where you haven't been. I did. I took a huge step back from all the authoring and all the stuff. Um, okay. So you, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Oh, so those are four, and then I've got, um, I don't know if this would be considered seasonal, but it's um, it's a spooky sort of, not really spooky, but it's about a monster, so right. that might, I, I pushed that one around October, and then this one I wrote at the end of last year, and it's one of my favorites, it's the, oh, I think the Marvelous, Much-Loved Christmas Tree, and I just adore this book, so. Oh, I think I missed that one. Can you show some of the inside pages? Yes, you missed it because I literally scrambled to put it out right before my surgery last year and then I couldn't push it. Oh, so okay. like it's it's just all about like the coziness of of Christmas, you know. I illustrated this one myself. So yeah. it's the decorated house. Hold on. We got like oh yes stockings and a cat and then all the fun. You know how you love a good Christmas tree with all the weird wonky ornaments that the kids yeah. make at school. In <laughs> fact, these are all my, like, we have these exact ornaments. Like, I drew them. Oh, wow. I thought that was fun. So, anyway. Cool. I did get invited to, it was last December, to a Christmas party in our community, and Santa was there, and Santa read my book, and I was literally the most excited I'd ever been as an author, and so when he was reading to the children, I was filming, but I was also making sales at that event, so I had my little square thingy in my yes. phone, yes. and note to self, the square thingy, if that's in your phone when you're recording, all you're going to get is a high frequency. So I came home from that thing and I was so excited and I went to my family, yeah, that's just an Santa read in my book. And I like played it and all the dogs were in the room and all you heard was, Bee! and the, <laughs> the dogs started like howling and I'm like, wait, maybe, maybe it fixes itself halfway through. So we were like listening to the entire like three minutes of Santa reading the book, but all we heard was high frequency and the dogs were screaming. My kids were like, turn it off. <laughs> yeah. My Oh, darn. Maybe it'll happen again this year. I know. I need to go find Santa reading your book. My goodness. It was fun. So okay. that's something you can do if you put out a Christmas book. Go find you a Santa. Find and a Santa. It. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I would think that teachers would buy the set to teach. That's a good idea. I need to push them. Yeah. You know, I'm bad at that. Lori, so let me write that down. <laughs> Teachers. Well, because I'm sure it's part of the curriculum in, in pre-K and K. I don't know what you call it there, but you're so true. Four, you're so five, true. three, four, five. So how do they? How do your seasonal sell compared to your not seasonal? 
Well, my best seller is Sweet Tea by the Live Oak Tree. And that one, I'm still not as good as some of these people that I'm seeing on the site. But Sweet Tea, I sell probably about 20 to 30 of that a day, which I'm kind of proud of that. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. But my seasons, I'll sell um, like fall. Right now, I'm selling about 10 a day of fall. On, on KDP, because I'm not really pushing it where I should be, yeah. I have a stack of these in our local, one of our local little stores, and they, they have like 10 in there. Um, but yeah, for now I'm kind of just Katie peeing it cause I'm working so hard on my other book. I need to reel it in. I'm so all over the place. Well, well there's a lot to do always, right? Just there like, is, especially when you have more than one book, like you, you need, you probably have a better organizational system and you dedicate your, I don't know if I do. <laughs> I don't know. So people will ask uh, for the local store. Did you just go in one day and say, hey, can you carry my books? I did. I actually did it first with Underneath the Mimosa Tree because that was my first book and that's the one with the not so great illustrations. Okay. And I can talk freely about that now because I've come to terms with it and I'm having it re-illustrated. But when I walked in, it's literally the cutest shop in the world. And I, I walked in and I was all nervous. And I said, here's a copy of my book. Would you please consider it? I'll leave it with you. You can make your decision. And then I never heard from them again. And I was like, oh no. So I, I followed up after a while. And she's like, yeah, uh, you know, we love the book, but, but we're not gonna lie. It just, it doesn't look professional enough. And if it's not in a pretty enough package, it can be the best book in the world. It was my first real lesson. And I came home and I was all upset and my husband bought me some awesome illustrator software like that day. Oh, yeah. And then I got a little bit better. So like I illustrated these ones myself and I think these ones aren't bad. Like they're a little more professional. What was I the know. software? Um, well, the software actually, he didn't buy the software. He bought me the tablet. The software oh. I use, it's a free software called Krita. And I try to always tell people about it. It's called K-R-I-T-A and it's completely free to download. And it's got all the bells and whistles of the really big ones. And I don't even know how to use any, hardly any of the bells and whistles. But then he bought me a nice tablet that I use with like a stylus. Oh, so it's like drawing. That's yeah. Like and I mean... I, when it comes to my really pretty books, like my new one, I want, I, I feel like I can't do that justice. I can't draw faces for the life of me. So that's why I got Sola Mia who can draw things like this. Oh yeah. Eyes are hard. <laughs> Eyes are. They end up looking creepy. But so anyway, that was when I first walked into that shop. And so I walked back in with a little bit more pride with my seasons books after I illustrated them. And I said, hi, I'm here to try again with your cute shop. And this time she looked at it and she said, yep, we'll take it. And so she put it, she, the owner, she, every time the seasons change, they change like their storefront and everything. Yeah. And they always stick like my book kind of right in there with all the cuteness. So I'm, I'm always kind of proud about that. So. Oh, that's lovely. Well, that's nice. Yeah. So would you do another seasons type book though? You've done all four, but like, would you do a specific Easter or something else? Like, um, have you been turned off of it or is it good enough? Or I think I totally would do more. Like I have, I have a story that I've written, but I just don't have, I just, I, want, I don't want to say I don't have time, but I guess I just haven't had time about um, like a beach. I, I keep having tree themes. So this one is like, I, I call it underneath the coconut tree, but that's like seasonal and beachy. So I would absolutely keep doing seasonal ones. Okay. You know, I've very had a tree series. <laughs> I have. I'm, right. I'm pretty obsessed. Yeah. You're obsessed with trees. So, I, I don't it. know what an Easter tree one could be, but 
yeah, I would I would absolutely keep going on with the with the season okay. ones. I think it's great too because then you can market them heavy during those months. Right. Know? And it's nice for you because you have something to market each of the seasons because you've done these four books. A lot of people just have say a Halloween book or just a Christmas book and right. so they feel like their selling window is 3 or 4 months and that's it. But really yeah. the way you've done it is smart because maybe your Halloween or your fall one won't sell in March, but then you have something else to push. So Yeah, and what I'll do is I'll up my um my budget a little higher depending on so right now my fall budget I made it higher. But what I'm noticing is some of my other season books, like even the winter and spring ones are starting to sell because I, I think people are going on and seeing my fall ad and then they're like, Oh, oh there's other ones. Oh yeah. So those are probably teachers. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. They're like, yes. Compare it. Excellent. Do you have any advice for authors who are maybe thinking of doing a seasonal book, like when to put it out or how to market? Oh my gosh. I feel like I don't have the right to give marketing advice because I'm so bad at it, but <laughs> I, I would say definitely. So for, for my fall book, I started changing my ads up probably towards the end of the summer because I feel like you know, it's at the end of the summer, all the parents or the teachers are starting to talk about fall, going back to school. Oh, next month, it's going to be Halloween. So, so I would think that's like the best time. So about a month, maybe two before. So like my Christmas book, I'll probably start right around the beginning of November, really pushing that one. Beginning of November. Okay. You're but selling 20 to 30 a day. So you're doing something right. Cause there's a lot of people that are selling one or two or not even. So, uh, I wouldn't, I know I need to stop. I think I need to quit some of those big, those big Facebook groups are so helpful, but then it, it's like anything with social media. You've got, you know, you've got all the love in there, but you've also got some trolls and you've also got some, yeah. Hey, look at me. I'm so awesome. And then it's just, it becomes a little bit toxic for me if I see somebody saying they're making 40000 a day and I'm over here, you know, selling 20 books a day. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm never going to get there. And then I feel bad about myself. And I need to stop doing that. You really do. Yes. Maybe yeah. start just searching when you have a specific question. And then yes. you yeah, need to instead of looking. Yes. There's a lot of self-promotion in all the groups. And I just always think, and I, I tell my kids this too, no matter what you're doing, there's always going to be somebody better. There's always going to be somebody worse. Like you just That's have to so do the very best that you can because you're never, like chances are, you're yeah. never going to be the top ever. That's right. So like, you know, and yes. how, what you do or how hard you try, uh, it's just not going to happen most likely. So I love your approach too. You're, I feel like you're very humble because you are a very big success in this business, but I never see you posting going, look at me. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> with pictures of your graphs, with how much money you've made last month. Like, I, I'm I Canadian. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really hard to promote anything. I'm like you. It's hard. It's hard to talk about myself. It is right. And I've always told my kids, you might get a kick out of this because you're, you're Canadian. Um, <laughs> Do you, do you follow basketball at all? And no. you guys, well, we, we lost one of our really amazing players here in San Antonio because I don't know, things got real weird and he ended up in Canada last year and his oh. name is Kawhi Leonard. And I'm sure a lot of people know who he is. Yeah. I, I've heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, back when he was here, he, I thought he was such a class act before he got weird with the Spurs and I'm a Spurs fan. So I'm allowed to use the word weird when it comes to Kawhi Leonard. But anyway, okay. He, before all that happened, I would tell my kids all the time, 
be like Kawhi, be a Kawhi, because he's so quiet and he's so humble and he's, he's super great at his game, but he doesn't act like it. And he doesn't talk like about, you know, how awesome he is. He's not like that. So that used to be my quote all the time, be like Kawhi to my kids. And then he got really weird and he sat out for a whole year and everyone in San Antonio started hating him. So I was like, okay, I, I don't say be like Kawhi anymore, but maybe I can start again. We feel like the old Kawhi. <laughs> we started to heal from that. We're, we're good. He left you guys now too, so <laughs> Canada probably hates him too now. You know. know, we all make missteps. We're having issues with our prime minister right now. Like we all. Oh, I saw that this morning. I was like, oh my gosh, I love, he's my favorite. I love him. He made a little stupid mistakes in college. Let's not, let's not go back there. Let's just love him for who he is today. <laughs> for who he is today. Yeah, I just feel like we all. We all deserve some grace. We all make mistakes. And what we do? Who are these people that have video of stuff that happened 20 years ago and pull it up? I just don't know who those people I are. I just feel very, very grateful that the, you know, social media was not a thing when I was a teenager. Me too. I'm oh my so goodness. so grateful. Yeah. With <laughs> yeah. my 11 year olds asking, I need the things. I need the TikTok and the Instagram and the this and the, uh, no, you don't. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's when you need to get really super hyper vigilant is around 11, 12, 13, 14. Like, I can't tell you how many times I had to take their stuff from them. We're on the other side of it now. Yeah. It's a, it's a super vigilant time to be a mom. Yeah, I have a, a mom friend who has four boys and her youngest is the age of my oldest. So she's like my role model. And so I'm just like, what do you think? What do you do about this? You just tell me, I'm like, okay, Jackie says this. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> Jet, sorry, Jackie said no. <laughs> Jackie's boy. <laughs> I always defer. <laughs> and then I'm like, sorry, it's not my decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jackie says, no. <laughs> not that bad, but yeah, it's all new. It's all new territory, new waters for me. Uh, yeah. Not, yeah. Anyway, we all just, we deserve some grace is what I think. Yes, we do. Absolutely. I tune in when I want to, and I tune out in those groups when I yeah. roll my eyes or shake my head and move along because yeah, who's got yeah. the time, Kelly? Nobody has time for all that. Nobody's we got don't. time for that. We don't. It's no. So, yeah. So. I hope you allow yourself some grace when you're looking at some of those. I know, I, I do. Yesterday I had a little bit of a moment where I was feeling just, I don't know, but I feel better today because my journey is my journey. So I don't need, you know, I don't need to question every little thing I do. I think I'm doing just with marketing. I think I could really put yeah. some more work in, yeah. but with my stories and everything, I, you know, I actually, I think I saw somebody was questioning a font or something that you had chosen. Yeah, and so is that, was that your moment? But then I loved your response. And you said something like, I'm actually really confident in this. So thank you. But bye-bye, basically, is what you said. Yeah. So, so what happened? And now I'm following up on that just because after all that, I was really questioning myself. And I had so much confidence in this book. It was with this book. Let me, let me okay. just, here, so here's the font. Okay. Backwards, but no. So, so um, he was trying to say that kids won't be able to read it. It's ugly or whatever he was saying. And I, I had done so much research. I actually bought that font because I loved it so much. And so uh -huh. I have a friend that has four and she's pregnant with her fifth kids and her oldest is only in second grade. Oh. So I, I uh, contacted her last night with a picture and I said, have her read this and let me know if she struggles with it. And she said, 
she didn't struggle with it except for the letter I. And I was like, oh no, I have to change my font immediately. And she said, well, wait, it was tiny on my phone. So I sent her like a bigger, I said, it's going to be about a 20 size point font. Yeah. And she said, oh, she's great at it. So what I'm going to do, my, my hardcover proof comes today. I have like five of these. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it to her. I'm going to have her read it and I'm going to give it to her as a little prize and if she can read it I'm gonna keep it because I it's told first per not I guess it's first person from a child's point of view so I kind of like the idea of the child like font mm -hmm. but anyway I mean I went I posted on that site because I was covering some bleed issues we were all talking about bleed and I had been struggling mm -hmm. with bleed right. so I got back on there and I was like this is what's going on with bleed and then I get back immediately I don't like that font and I was like I did not ask about the font. <laughs> no. Yeah, you know, people are so used to giving their opinions, and um, it's up to you to take it or not. So I really appreciated your comment. I thought that came across so strong and confident, and I loved it. And I was like, "Yay, Kelly!" So, Good. Thank um, you. but on the other hand, I like that you did your research in the beginning, but then you know you were questioning it a little bit, so you did some more research, and you yeah. reached out to real life children, and that's yeah. And maybe in six months or a year, if you get a lot of people saying, I loved the book, the art was great, but I couldn't read it, you know, then, then maybe yeah. it'd be the time to fix it. But now it's, it hasn't even been given a chance. So I feel like you did your due diligence and yeah, that comment away. Bye bye. I know. I ended up deleting the comment too. <laughs> <laughs> or deleting the whole post. Cause oh. I was like, I don't want any negativity. Cause I thought there's so many people in this group and I, I just want people to love my stuff. And instead I just think they're all going to look at it through the filter of that. And oh, so, yeah. I still have a month till I, till I publish. So we'll see what this little girl says. Yeah. It's going to all ride on her shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> Don't put that on her. No, <laughs> it's going to be great. I can't wait for that. And I'm happy to share that when that comes out cause it's just gorgeous. And I, want to share that illustrator story too because I think that's phenomenal when I think about my 11 and a half year old <laughs> he could not he maybe like to illustrate a book but yeah I know I should I'll give you the link to her um Instagram yeah. if you okay. want because yeah sure and we'll post that and share it yeah and I'll share about that software that you like to share about and thank you so much for coming on and give us giving us your opinion and your oh, seasonal you sharing. Me. You're welcome. It's always so nice to talk to you. So I'll let you get on with your day. Okay. Well, have a good day, Lori. Thank, Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening today, writers. If you have questions you'd like answered in one of the upcoming episodes about seasonal books, either send me a message at Lori at LoriWriter.com or comment on the video so that I can see it. If you have experiences yourself with seasonal books, I'd love to hear them. The good, the bad, the ugly. I want to hear it all. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast, just like with book reviews. It really helps to boost the visibility, which helps me to help more authors, which you know I love. So talk to you next week here on the Writer's Way podcast. You've been listening to the Writer's Way podcast. For show notes, links to guests' information, and to learn more about the Writer's Way, check out loririder.com. Until next week, enjoy this chapter of your life.